Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are covering Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I mean, it, I guess it came out in 1990, but it feels so like 80s to me. Like everything about it is so perfectly. Well, 1990 80s. was still very 80s. Yeah, I feel like it's like you know, <laughs> late 80s, early 90s is what we think of as 80s because early 80s mm-hmm. was really like very 70s. <laughs> right, late 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but it just had like a very like quintessential 80s like rom com funny feel to it. Yes, and I was noticing that it came out in the same year as Twin Peaks, so oh. I was probably watching them both. At the same time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Twin Peaks diet. <laughs> yeah, we got to tie it in. <laughs> uh, do, you, um, do you remember your first impression watching this movie? It's kind of hard because I definitely don't think I saw it in the theater. It was one of those came on HBO like five times a day type of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely always liked it. And I it's like the most quotable movie to me. Like I just feel like i know every line (laughs) and have quoted them several times in my life so it's very quotable (laughs) but i don't know (laughs) when i first watched it it's probably one of those movies i watched a little bit here a little bit there a little bit Mm -hmm. here a little bit there and pieced it together yeah (laughs) but i really love it and but it's not one of those movies that i watch like every year or anything you know i just watch it every couple years maybe or yeah just when I think about it but every time I do I'm just like why doesn't this movie get more love (laughs) (laughs) it's a fun one well you just watched it for the first time what was your first impression well I enjoyed it I had a good time I feel like I feel like I've seen movies in the 80s with Tom Hanks in them but I don't remember them so like seeing Tom Hanks I was like oh my god he's a child like he's an (laughs) An infant in this movie. <laughs> He's so young. <laughs> and, of course, Meg Ryan's perfect. Yeah. And the fact that she plays three characters was kind of crazy. I, I thought know. it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and all the voices she did was very fun. But the, I would say the first... Until he, like, quits his job, that, like, first portion of the movie made you feel so, like, dirty and disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think you're supposed to. <laughs> I, I just I equate it to like, like Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas, where like the characters themselves are so like greasy and dirty and nasty, and it just <laughs> makes me feel like really like I need to take a shower and scrub extra hard. Uh huh. But it just felt I don't I it gave me like a certain feeling like it was like oddly like a rom com for kids. <laughs> because like there were things about it that were so like going into the factory that were so exaggerated like the path into the factory and Uh like how big everything was and you know it felt very much like it could it's a rom-com for everyone but kids could definitely watch it and there's no like you know crudeness in it really oh yeah definitely yeah i feel like I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I would. It was cool to see some like familiar faces in it too. Oh yeah, and I. It's one of those movies I feel like gets better the more times you watch it, just because mm-hmm. like the better you know the ending, the more you can see it mm-hmm. set up at the beginning, and you're like, oh my god, I didn't really say this at the beginning, or look at this lightning bolt shape, it comes back like five times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, I would say that's definitely true. Because like, I feel like when I was watching it for the first time, I felt like I was like trying to like, look too much into it. And you're kind of I feel like it's a movie where you just like, let it let them lay the plot on you. You don't have to, yeah. look, you don't have to go <laughs> searching for things. Yeah. And we were talking right before we started. I don't know, for sure. But it seems like this might be the first pairing of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, which is think so a match made in heaven <laughs> <laughs> seriously they're so good together <laughs> and the guy who wrote and directed it john patrick's Flannel- shanley shanley he uh, did moonstruck which right. i think was before this and mm-hmm. i think he went on to do 
doubt the play, which got, you know, and the screenplays and stuff. But he's also done bad movies. And I feel like this one always gets lumped into his bad movies. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just caught it at the right time. But I definitely even all of my contemporary friends at the time, we all quoted this movie to each other. So we must have yeah. all watched it and loved it. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that there have been some movies of his that have made it onto How Did This Get Made? Right. Uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty like, you know, kind of out there. But I feel like this movie, it's like, it's definitely not a bad movie. I just feel like people are maybe taking it too seriously like it's not i don't think it's supposed to be it's like very crazy and adventurous and like wild like it's not supposed to be mirroring any sort of real life (laughs) no and it's very much a fairy tale there are like shots that look like they're right out of like a picture book you know they're not oh yeah i don't feel like it's ever trying to mimic real life in any way but right yeah i agree but there are some real you know moments and stuff that I think are a little deeper than you might expect as well. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's just a fun movie and it's, you know, fun for the whole family, quote unquote. Yeah. And this one was, is not obviously Jane Austen or David Lynch, although it's about (laughs) the same year as Twin Peaks. Right. But we've mentioned it a lot because I love this movie and we did have Blake write in and say that he and his wife quote this movie too and so uh, seal of approval from one of our listeners to go ahead and cover it for the podcast (laughs) exactly this is you know summer of fun we're just doing fun movies and this is a fun one and remind you to write us in with which what you think we should do next in our summer of fun (laughs) exactly clearly you know everything's on the table because we're willing we just are willing to have fun that's our only requirement (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) well should we go ahead and get into some notes then yeah let's do it interested to hear these because i did not really look at the imdb except for to look up character names because even though i've seen this movie a million times i can't remember anyone's (laughs) name except for joe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm bad with names i don't remember any of them but joe so (laughs) (laughs) all right so for this movie it came out march 9th 1990 and it was written and directed by john patrick shanley and for our cast we have tom hanks as joe Meg Ryan as Dee Dee, Angelica, and Patricia. Very interesting. Love all of them. <laughs> yes. Would you like to hear one of my poems? <laughs> <laughs> she was the most wild. I loved it. I like that she went crazy for that version. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to be quoting this movie the whole time. So be prepared. <laughs> as you should. As you should. Then we have Lloyd Bridges as Gray Namor. My dad Robert. kept going, Lloyd Bridges! I love Lloyd Bridges! So <laughs> there were some people, I don't know him very well, but like looking at his IMDb, I was like, okay. I could see how like, especially like dads like him. Oh, this movie reminds me of my dad so much. Like there's so many <laughs> elements of it that I'm like, and he, I guess he's seen it before, but we, when we watched it last night, he was like acting as if he had barely ever you know, didn't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things, like from the Hawaiian Polynesian obsession <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to the old timey cars. To, yeah, it's just like, <sighs> this is a movie made for your dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then we have Robert Stack as Dr. Allison. Uh, Abe <laughs> Unsolved Vigoda. Mysteries. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Abe Vigoda as the chief of the Laponies. <laughs> Waponies. Very funny. Very funny. Dan Hedaya as Mr. Waturi, who was very... I was like, ah, clueless dad. <laughs> and I kept looking at Meg Ryan. I was like, she kind of looks like Alicia Silverstone. So, <laughs> in a way. Another <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we have Amanda Plummer as Dagmar. Um, she only gets like one line, but it's a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then presumably her character dies in a boat crash and a boat sinking. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, sinking deaths. <laughs> presumably Seriously. sinking deaths. <laughs> uh, then we have Aussie Davis as Marshall. Love that. Um, <laughs> yes, he's great. One of my favorite shopping montages. Time. yeah very good very <laughs> good shopping montage it was very fun <laughs> apparently nathan lane was in this he played oh yeah ba, who, the... who was the waponi advance man yeah he was like the guy who did all the the talking in in the waponi language but you know like oh i see i see i see <laughs> kind of a chief performer <laughs> <laughs> yes um and then this was I was like, I screamed out her name when I saw her. Carol Kane as the hairdresser. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's in this. I know. It's chock full of great guest appearances. Yeah, a lot of fun ones. And it doesn't really have that big of a cast, honestly. No, it doesn't. Uh, and that was kind of like our main players, but a lot of fun people. Definitely. Oh, the the lamp that Joe has in his office is, uh, you know, what is it called? A foreshadowing plot device because <laughs> it shows oh, right. everything that of happens course. to him <laughs> and then i don't think i've ever really looked at the pictures on the lamp that hard i didn't pay too much attention to it but like thinking about it i was like oh there was a volcano on it so i should have known <laughs> the song at the mexican restaurant that the band plays it's a spanish language version of on the street where you live from my fair lady i know ma'am <laughs> I was saying that last night. <laughs> I love the soundtrack to this movie. It's a good it's soundtrack. So good. <laughs> it's I've a also been good. singing uh I've been riding my horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven Spielberg was a producer. I was like ah. Yeah, and Kathleen Kennedy, who does all the Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I was like, everything was in place for this to be an amazing movie, and it is, but I just don't understand why no one likes it. <laughs> But like twelve year olds. <laughs> uh, well, it was inspired by the goofy short "Hello Aloha" from nineteen fifty two. So, oh. it's 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 meant to be enjoyed. It's like a you know a, a film for all ages, and I think maybe that's why people are like, we feel away. Yeah, it's for cans. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of it. That's all I had. Okay, not even any fact. There were no special features. There's. There are a lot of like little trivia facts, but like I mean, I mean, Nothing they're like you know, it's like very weird. Like one of them is like when Joe operates the main drain uh, drain valve, he is closing it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Well, obviously, nothing happens because you right. can hear it just be like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Julie Roberts did audition for the female lead for Mick Ryan's part, so uh. could have been Julie Roberts. I think Meg Ryan really pulled it off well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, let's do the recap. Let's do it. Now, I did not write anything down for this when I was watching it, and I just today just wrote down from memory <laughs> what scenes were <laughs> because I I felt like I knew it well enough to <laughs> mm -hmm. probably be able to do it without notes but I just then I got worried so I just wrote down what happened so I can <laughs> make sure I don't forget anything okay but we start off another day older and deeper in debt <laughs> <laughs> and the most grayest of all gray workplaces Ugh. Gosh. Where everyone wears gray, everything's painted gray, the ground is littered with disgusting dirt and trash. <laughs> like muck. Everyone's rude and pushy, and they step on the one flower that is in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fluorescent lighting, which is harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think it even starts off, I don't know if it was a title card or if it was like a narrator, but like... Joe went to his horrible, no good, very bad job. Or something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but we oh, we also see like on the way in, this is the home of the rectal probe and <laughs> 50 years of Vaseline. <laughs> it's like a medical supply mm -hmm. company or something. And his boss is not arguing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's he plays a really good whatever that type is. 
angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not arguing, but I'm arguing. <laughs> I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? <laughs> <laughs> so he is... I, it, says, it says his title later, but he's basically like av- some sort of advertising like person. Marketing, marketing manager for, guy. Yeah. Meg Ryan, her first character is there. She's sniffling. <laughs> the lights look like they're affecting everyone. There's one other guy in the office who doesn't really get any lines, but he's he looks very drawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, he looks he's like really thin. His skin is very like gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's withering away. Yeah, it's very gray, very gray. Uh, the coffee is gross. Ugh, that was the <laughs> most disgusting scene. <laughs> Ugh, dirty. And Joe goes back to his little office where he puts out his Hawaiian lamp that sings a little <laughs> song and it's colorful. It's the first color we've seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, his boss comes in and is like berating him for stuff that he has no control over <laughs> so he had to take the lamp off his desk <laughs> yeah it did make me laugh because he was like uh he was yelling at him because he was out of the catalogs i think uh-huh. and uh he was like well i told you two weeks uh three weeks ago and then he was like well, then i told you two weeks ago and he's like well did you tell me a week ago and he was like well i assume by now he's like this is why you suck at your job <laughs> it's like oh lord yeah, but Joe is not feeling well, Mm-mm. and he hasn't been feeling well for a long time, so he has to go back to the doctor again. We, 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 uh, uh words, um, <laughs> <laughs> assume that he has had to go to many doctor's visits. Yes, he's been referred to as a hypochondriac. <laughs> yes. Well, he goes to the doctor. There's no one there in the office, but... Uh. When he goes into the office, it's like so opulent. It has a fire and a <laughs> roaring fire in the fireplace. The doctor is the unsolved mysteries guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems like he's like, it's like his like office is like not super doctory. It's very mysterious. And like, he's kind of in the shadows a little bit. And <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know if I should trust. Yeah. Well, why not? You shouldn't. <laughs> but he says that there's really nothing wrong with him except for hypochondria but because he's been insisting on all these tests which i think at this point is when we find out that he thinks the hypochondria started because of he used to be a firefighter and so his life was in danger a lot back then Mm -hmm. but because of all these tests they found out that he has a brain cloud (laughs) (laughs) which i have to do the hand motion because that's how you say brain cloud (laughs) brain cloud (laughs) A brain cloud, which gives him only six <laughs> months to live, but he'll be in perfect health for those six months. And then I guess just yes. drop dead. Yep. <laughs> your brain will fail first, and then somehow your organs still keep working for a little bit, and then they'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to the office where he quits in a dramatic fashion, <laughs> scaring his boss and asking Meg Ra- or Didi. This, mm-hmm. this version of Meg Ryan, Dee Dee, out on a date, and uh, she's so cute. She's like, "Of course." <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a, I don't know, like would you say like a New Yorkish, Brooklynish accent? Yeah, it's supposed to be New Jersey, I think. So, oh, New Jersey. I mean, that's where they are. So, I assume that's the. They accent. all kind of, yeah, they all kind of meld. <laughs> What's got into you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, I forgot, when he leaves the office, the doctor's office, I really Mm -hmm. like the shot because it's like this big brick building. It's very Mm. kind of Wes Anderson because like the symmetricality of the shot. And this giant Great Dane is walking down the street. And the first thing he does is hug this strange dog and the woman walking him. And I was like, I so relate. If I was told I had six months (laughs) to live, I would totally hug the next dog that I saw. (laughs) I also laughed because when he hugged her, she went, oh. <laughs> anyway, back to his uh, quitting. Um, yeah, I think I said everything about that. So I think the next thing that happens is the date. Mm-hmm. So they go out, Joe and Dee Dee go on the date. They're really <laughs> connecting. She's seeing a new side of him. They go back to his place and she's like totally ready to, you know, get it on <laughs> and mm-hmm. then he and uh he like divulges 
why yeah. he has this change in spirit. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, what's gotten into you? You're so full of life. And he's like, well, I'm going to die. And she's like, I can't. No, I'm sorry. I can't handle that. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I mean, he wasn't uh, like, you know, asking her to deal with it. He was just like, this is you keep asking. So this is yeah. what's different. You don't have to do yeah. anything differently. <laughs> yeah. But she's and I think out. that is kind of informative of why he's so reluctant to tell people from here on out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. But it's very so freaky. she leaves next morning. He's playing his ukulele when uh, dad's favorite uh, Bridges. Name? <laughs> oh, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges shows up and <laughs> he's got a proposition for him. He's like this kooky rich man who's like, mm-hmm. listen, there's this island in the Pacific with the Waponis who love orange soda and they have a mm-hmm. volcano and they need someone to jump into it. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to sell them orange gone. soda, I think. So he want, they have like. Happy. They have oh, like no, they a, have a mineral, a mineral that's only available on this island, and he can't like uh make a deal with them because they don't want anything, right? But they want someone to jump into the volcano because the volcano is going crazy, right? I was kept thinking, oh, it's like, is it lithium that they make the batteries out of that is very yeah. rare and like, uh-huh. like Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah, it was very much that. Like it, it. I don't think it's a real. Like mineral, it didn't sound real to me, but no, no, uh, no. But it's but very much sure. that where it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, at least he's not trying to like you know, I don't know, go like, to Mars and strip it for its minerals. <laughs> well, yeah, and he's also like trying to make a deal with the people. At least he's not trying to like <laughs> be like, it's mine. I'm gonna kill right. you all. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he does say all this after he's like walking around his apartment and basically is like, "Ugh, you live in a shithole," and like breaks holes in his wall. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He does live in a shithole. He does. <laughs> there are already <laughs> holes in his walls. <laughs> Even from the outside, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is gross. So basically, he's like, but I know that you used to be um, a fireman, and I know you're a hero. And he says the story about how he like saved a couple kids that went back into the raging fire to save another kid. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's probably around when he decided to quit. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. Saw his life flash before his eyes. And... <laughs> He's offering it to give him, like, basically all the money he could possibly want to live the high life for the next month, I guess, mm-hmm. until he gets there, and then he'll jump <laughs> in the volcano. I'm like, but you have six months to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be like, uh, I'm going to take this card and maybe do it for five months. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll do it. So he takes the credit cards and we get the best shopping montage. He like oh, hires so a car and he's, you know, like, I want to go get some clothes, but I don't know anything about clothes. I don't know where to get any clothes. And his driver, Marshall, is like, listen, I can't deal with you because clothes <laughs> are very important to me. <laughs> and your wishy-washiness. But mm-hmm. he goes back and talks to him and they kind of bond and he... Takes him to all the best places, gets his haircut, gets a tuxedo, gets um, some adventuring clothes. <laughs> I I guess at some point he gets like golf club. He gets that like mini golf set. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be with the luggages. I'm not really sure. I can't remember exactly. But um, well, these are like go- rich people stores. Who knows? They might have a little mini golf set in their <laughs> stores. I know. I was too busy going. We don't have this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, there's people don't shop like this anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's all um online now. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but the PS de resistance he gets <laughs> the the best luggage ever made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when the the salesman made a point to be like, and it's waterproof and buoyant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm, keep that a relator. Chekhov's luggage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and he says, I'll take four. The guy's like, oh, my God, I love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like the commission alone. <laughs> I know. I'll be set. <laughs> and then he goes to stay at the nicest hotel, which he also needs Marshall's help in deciding what it is. Mm-hmm. And... And then he's off to L.A. to board a boat to 
Waponi Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also on the flight, the voice over the speaker is Meg Ryan also. Is it? Yes, it is. So I she <laughs> she was doing a lot of work on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the and we had Carol Kane do the haircut mm-hmm. during that montage. So he gets off the plane and there's the second, or I guess maybe <laughs> two and a half, Meg Ryan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a very interesting accent and she's very colorful. <laughs> yes, it's like the 90s version of, what's that voice? Uh, vocal, vocal fry. So she takes him out to dinner. She shows him some of her art. (laughs) (laughs) She's an artist and a poet. And (laughs) her art is this like scenic view of the city, which is drawn from real life because she takes him there to Mm -hmm. the view and they're talking and flirting. And she, he suggests that, you know, she doesn't have to stay where she is and be unhappy. She could make a change. And she's like, what? Stop taking daddy's money and leave LA. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I don't like the reality of that. (laughs) (laughs) She gets pretty upset with him. Oh, this is also where one of my favorite lines, would you like to hear one of my poems? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the voice alone was so funny. Long, long ago, the delicate tangles of his hair covered the emptiness of my hand. (laughs) Would you like to hear it again? (laughs) I love it. She brings herself to tears telling that poem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she gets upset with him for suggesting that she might change her life. And Mm -hmm. this is what there's like moments of deepness that I'm like, these are like real things. Mm hmm. Little moments of, yeah, of real life. Yeah. Anyway, so next morning, she takes him to the boat where her half-sister Patricia (laughs) is waiting, who is the blonde, normal-looking version of Meg Ryan that we all know. (laughs) She's very, like, you know, coastal, like, California blonde kind of girl. Yeah. She's also kind of like, no, I don't know. She's like calling him Felix from the beginning. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm in charge. and I'm not going to take any of your, you know, yeah. BS. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. She's definitely like. A... She's kind of on guard with him from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She seems like the most reluctant to take her dad's buddy out of the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> getting the most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. They go on the boat. This is where we get a little bit of an info dump about the Waponi Woos and that they are a <laughs> they're a lost <laughs> Jewish and Celtic Roman <laughs> ship landed on a Polynesian island and is now a strange blend of all these cultures, which I just think yeah. is such a funny concept. And it's like, anyone can be a pony because yeah. we've set it up. <laughs> I took it more as like Oh, we don't have to have like restrictions when casting because this kind of <laughs> opens the net up. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really funny that Jewish was the basic main culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they love orange soda. I think I've already said that. Mm, very important, though. She's asking him about what he's doing, why she wants the details, and he's very reluctant mm-hmm. to give them, I guess, considering his experience so far <laughs> yeah and he was also told not to tell uh her as an angelica right is that her name patricia was that well who was the second oh angelica is the second okay yeah. he was told not to tell her because in her own words daddy says i'm untrustworthy <laughs> i'm a flippity gibbet <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's like oh, i'm not gonna tell anyone <laughs> yeah yeah So anyway, that evening, he's going to bed and she comes into his room and basically gives like this entire monologue about it's very self-aware and Mm -hmm. um, like someone who's been to therapy and knows like their own (laughs) motivations type of a thing. But she's like, basically, 
dad bribed me with this boat, even though I've never wanted to take his money, but I really want this boat. And mm -hmm. so I'm working for him, which I promised I would never do. And now I feel weird. And I just want to let you know, because we're gonna be on this boat. And that's why I was weird today, just so you know. And you're yes. not telling me the truth and all this stuff. So yes, but she seems reluctant to leave. So I think she's already becoming charmed by Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she like when they met at the dock, she was making fun of his outfit in a very flirty way because he had like this like Panama Jack get up with like a <laughs> it was like a leopard print like ascot sticking out yes, <laughs> this crazy <yes>. hat. <laughs> so uh, they've got chemistry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and tomorrow fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. That was funny. Yeah, so we have a, a long fishing scene, which is very just, it's like a montage. It's very comedic. We really get to see Tom Hanks's um, comedy mm -hmm. chops. <laughs> there is a hammerhead shark <laughs> incident, which in the credits, it's like hammerhead shark builder or something like that. That's one of the people. It's very funny. Yes, very silly. Then later that evening, Patricia and Joe are bonding mm -hmm. and they look like they're maybe about to kiss and he admits why he's there <laughs> he tells, <laughs> tells her the entire reason and she's like okay i need to think about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that changes things <laughs> second time he's told someone he's dying and immediately been like Okay, no. Well, the flirting is going <laughs> to stop right here. <laughs> well, in this case, she's falling in love with him. You can tell. Yes, yes. <sighs> the next morning, the sky is green. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like we're in for a blow. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that line so many times. <laughs> now I'll know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so they're headed straight into a typhoon, oh, and gosh. it's <laughs> my dad also loves to sail and dreams mm -hmm. of having a sailboat and driving sailing around the world. And he was like, "That's the one problem with a sailboat; you could die <laughs> at any minute." <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's why I don't want you to have one, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they are really dangerous because the sea gets a very choppy. Yeah, but okay. So at some point during the storm, it's all—it's very fast moving. Mm -hmm. I feel like the beginning is maybe a little bit slow, but only you know if you've never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, but it was pretty quick for me. Yeah, it's only like one forty-five. Anyway, so we've got the storm starting. Patricia has to go on deck to tie a mess down at some point. <laughs> which i'm like why are there two people steering and one of them can't tie down this mast <laughs> right <laughs> but she goes out on deck joe follows her they kiss in the middle of this typhoon of which course. so romantic <laughs> it's very romantic but she immediately gets hit with the mast <laughs> flies into the ocean face which, first there's so many moments when they're on the boat that is like this is clearly a soundstage <laughs> or oh, yeah. some sort of backlot deal. There's actually, I, of course, because I didn't write it down properly. <laughs> there was previous night when they had been flirting. Mm -hmm. There's inexplicably a million sunflowers behind his head. And I'm like, why? How? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of like a fantasy movie. Yeah, it's definitely a fantasy. When they start out in the boat, it's like, you know, this crazy looking boat cut out with a big moon mm -hmm. in the sky. I was, I kept getting reminded of the adventures of Baron Bunchelsen, which is another of my favorite movies, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think anyone has ever seen. Um, I've not heard about it. <laughs> you've never even heard of it? No. I have to watch that at some point. Sure. <laughs> Does anybody else love that movie? Please let me know because that one is also so fun. <laughs> okay. So he jumps off, you know, in his fireman ways mm -hmm. he's looking for her under the ocean which is very funny finds her and brings her to the surface and just then lightning <laughs> which is in the shape of his old 
company kind mm-hmm. of hits the boat cracking it right down the middle and <laughs> it apparently sinks with everyone on board yeah say like everyone else is dead <laughs> <laughs> none of them pop back up but inexplicably all of his luggage does <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, check off luggage and before the titanic ever was a thing we get our first ever jack and rose um... <laughs> <laughs> but they both fit <laughs> well he has her on it and luckily i guess we're not in freezing oceans but he wakes up and he ties all the luggage into and the luggage suddenly seems like twice as big as it had been before. <laughs> so he could, he was at some point, he's pacing on it. So it's clearly yeah. very large. <laughs> he ties all of them together and makes this raft out of this waterproof luggage, which mm-hmm. is very convenient because you can open it up and, you know, <laughs> take stuff out. Mm-hmm. And he spends most of his energy trying to keep meg ryan or patricia you know shaded and watered (laughs) and (laughs) very comfortable despite the fact that she is unconscious yep (laughs) but you know when it starts off he's like shaving and he's trying to keep himself busy he's playing mini golf which only lasts for about a minute before the breeze blows it into the ocean (laughs) (laughs) he plays ukulele uh which i really like and then after several days where he's very sunburned and dehydrated (laughs) the moon comes up in the evening and it's huge giant moon Mm -hmm. probably hallucinating somewhat but he like has a moment where he thanks god for his life and it seems very (laughs) profound and then he passes out (laughs) And then the next morning, Patricia is there. She's awake and she's like, did you not drink any water for yourself, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> he was like. <laughs> <laughs> He's been feeding, feeding her catfuls of Perrier. <laughs> 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 but luckily they are spotted just at that moment by the Waponies. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> <laughs> and they collected them and his luggage. And that's where Nathan Lane greets them. Okay, I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> also, later when they do the big, sh- like, where they're acting out, like, some sort of something, mm-hmm. he's, like, the main guy doing the acting out of stuff. Oh, oh I see, I see. <laughs> I see. Um, I, I don't remember if they meet the chief at this point, or if it's after their whole beautifying treatments. I think it was before, because he has that, like, doll. And they're like, uh. he's like, what's that doll for? And he's like, it's my soul. <laughs> he's like, don't lose it. And he's like, I hope I don't. <laughs> yeah. So the chief is like, basically, we're going to have a little fix you up. We're going to have a little ceremony. And then you're going to jump in the volcano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get another montage, which is very fun, of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks getting treatments beauty treatments but it's very different because the the women are all doing meg ryan and she's getting like they're very gentle it's like massage and flowers and like dipping fingers and oils and stuff while Mm -hmm. tom hanks is getting slapped around and octopuses (laughs) on the face (laughs) and they're all laughing at him too yeah the entire thing they're like ha ha And then there's the big show, which is the Nathan Lane experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he meets up with the chief again, who was like, I think it kind of sucks that no one from my tribe has volunteered to jump into this volcano. Let me ask him again. <laughs> Anybody going to volunteer? Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> well, not when someone else is going to do it. So he's going to do it. Oh, Joe shows up in his tuxedo that he bought mm-hmm. at the beginning. Meg Ryan has a beautiful white dress which i'm like where did that come from is that in joe's luggage too yeah was like very like was it sequined in (laughs) very shiny (laughs) maybe uh the women of the island have this dress (laughs) ready for someone i don't know i haven't even looked at my notes in a while okay so (laughs) (laughs) so they all trek up to the volcano which is again the lightning bolt shape of the trek which Mm -hmm. is you know he started the trek at the beginning going to like his 
horrible job and now he's going to a volcano to throw himself in. He they get up to the top and there's like a little walkway, like a plank <laughs> for him yeah. to go out on. But Meg Ryan stops it and she's like, I have realized that I'm in love with you. And <laughs> you can't just jump in the volcano without me telling you that. And then she's like, well, let's get married real quick. <laughs> Chief, Chief, <laughs> can you marry us? <laughs> At first, Joe doesn't want to. But then she's like, what, you're going to have to honor me and be faithful for all about five seconds? And he's like, OK, well, let's do it. <laughs> when you put it that way. So they get married. And then she's like, you know what? I'm jumping with you. And... They stand at the precipice of the volcano and hold hands. And she's like, you know what? Nobody knows what happens. We'll just take this leap and we'll see. <laughs> and he um, says that they're hoping for a miracle. Mm -hmm. And they jump and some <laughs> jet of steam flings <laughs> them out. Like Goofy, I presume. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Into the sea. And... A miracle happened. Unfortunately, I guess the volcano gods were not appeased by that. And mm. they are in the water together, but the island is sinking before their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire population of Waponi people dies. <laughs> Don't hear any screaming. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and miraculously, their luggage pops up. <laughs> So the final scene, they're back on their luggage raft, <laughs> mm. and Joe is like, well, you know, it's great and all, but I've still got this brain cloud. And she's like, wait a minute, what? What do you have? A brain cloud? <laughs> <laughs> she's I've like, never Whoa. heard of a, a brain cloud before. <laughs> and she figures <laughs> out that Dr. Ellison was her father's doctor, and mm. his, his, he's his only client. So she realizes that her father has set up Joe. <laughs> and so, yay, that's a relief. But Joe is also now starting to feel his hypochondriac tendencies come back. <laughs> his throat is closing up. He's like, oh, but we're still on this luggage. And she's like, no, listen, our lives are now ahead of us. And I think her last line is like, it's always going to be something with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> But then we get the caption, they lived happily ever after, which if you didn't know it was a fairy tale, now we have the exactly. confirmation. <laughs> the end. The <laughs> end. And there's no extra scenes at the end because I watched the whole no. credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me just fast forward to the credits and no, no scenes. <laughs> Pre-credit scene days, but mm -hmm. I love that movie. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I would say I would really have enjoyed it as a kid, too, because there's a lot of funny stuff like the whole makeover montage where he's getting like hit <laughs> all the time. Like that would have made me laugh. And it just was yes. really good. Yes. I do think it's funny to think about the fact that I was falling in love with Twin Peaks and mm -hmm. Joe versus the Volcano at the same time in my life. <laughs> Seriously. They're, yeah, unlikely. Uh, movie twins or yeah program twins <laughs> but you know there's a lot of stuff in twin peaks that has like you know a silliness factor yeah and there's stuff in joe versus the volcano that's actually dark like mm -hmm. disguised <laughs> yeah definitely silliness so i think they do have a lot of the same sensibility to them in certain yeah. ways yeah i agree <laughs> And we know that I like very different things. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels right up like your alley. It definitely feels yeah. like this is a Maya movie. And <laughs> it's just got like a very like uh, the tone of it. It's got a very like a fun adventure sensibility about it. Yes. This podcast has just become what does Maya like and why is she <laughs> like it? <laughs> Well, um, you have a favorite part? Oh, gosh. So many. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I mean, the shopping montage was really good in this one. Yeah. And the makeover montage was also very funny. 
I think just all the scenes with Angelica were very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, like I just Angelica's really, really funny. Just loved like how kooky her character was. <laughs> Would you like to hear one of my poems? <laughs> <laughs> I always want to talk like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> what about you? I think the boat stuff is my favorite, especially on the raft. I really like it. The whole like she's unconscious but he is <laughs> i mean i don't like that she's unconscious but i like the whole scene where she she's he's unconscious. caring for her yeah and he's caring for her and becoming delirious and trying to pass the time <laughs> and i just think that's a really I, I that's like really memorable to me mm -hmm. and of course i love angelica i i just i think and they have such good chemistry together they do. That you don't even think it's weird when she's like, I love you. <laughs> I know I spent yeah. three days on a boat with you, conscious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a draw to you. <laughs> it doesn't seem weird at all, especially considering we've been watching her as different characters, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Flirting different and versions. having good chemistry with him. And so we get the final version. <laughs> Definitely. The version that believe, he needs to be. Yes. I believe they will be happily ever after. <laughs> Me too. They're very complimentary, these versions. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. It's a good one. I think it's uh, definitely worth a watch if you've never watched it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know it's not beloved <laughs> by <laughs> millions as it should be, in my opinion. But I think... You know, if you listen to this, you know what you're getting in for. <laughs> and <laughs> if you grew up with it like me, or if you're like, just, you know, if you came to it even later in life, I'd love to hear mm -hmm. your opinions of the movie. Yeah. I want to hear what everyone thinks of it. Is there anyone else who loves it as much as me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, so, you know. Plus, it's just a really good summer movie. and It's a good summer movie. Extremely quotable. I feel like mm -hmm. almost equal to like clueless and drop dead gorgeous quotable quotability. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I agree. And those movies are very quotable. <laughs> we still got a few minutes. Should we sort someone? Sort, sort sure. Joe, I guess. Yeah, let's do Joe. <laughs> All right. Hmm. He's a tough one because he's got so many facets to his personality. I know, I know, I know. I um I want to go with like an air sign because he feels sign. I don't know like I was thinking he's he in feels his head. he's in his head he feels very flighty and he also like feels sort of like he kind of goes with the flow a little bit yeah I was thinking That's... maybe Pisces but I was also thinking maybe a fire sign because of his previous firefighting that's days. true that's so true maybe he's like a combo of all three like Leo Pisces Libra. <laughs> Just <laughs> he's definitely is that a why cuss. I, like this movie? <laughs> I think that's a good point that the pre-traumatic moment that made him kind of like a hypochondriac and depressed that's probably who we should really go like think of him as and kind of who he morphs into as the movie goes on yeah so definitely more of a fire energy yeah i kind of feel like maybe like an aries or a leo Mm -hmm. just i don't know the firefighting makes me really think like <laughs> aries I, would be the one to run into a burning building yeah i like aries because he also is like he seems like the type of person to take on new things like head on like he's not yeah. really ever that shifted by anything major he kind of just like well this is what we're doing now yeah and i i kind of like the pisces too like maybe a pisces moon Mm -hmm. just because of the going with the flow and then maybe mm -hmm. he's some sort of like libra rising or something like that you know like an mm -hmm. air sign yeah he's a very complicated person would it be libra or would it be aquarius <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's the hard one maybe aquarius aquarius is like a love of humanity type of a sign where Libra's yeah. more like about aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Aquarius then because, I mean, clearly he's willing to risk his life for other people in multiple t like times. And, you know, he kind of is 
this person who wants more than like the dreary grayness of his life so he does like believe in that there is more to it yeah well we pretty much just classified him as me <laughs> <laughs> except for the aries like Leo said. <laughs> i might have some bias <laughs> maya is joe i think he would love jane austen because he has pride of bread he's in the middle of a romance <laughs> novel <laughs> He is a yeah. romance novel. <laughs> yeah. And he, I think he had Pride and Prejudice in his desk, right? Oh, did he? I think that's one of the books he had in his desk was Pride and Prejudice. Oh, no. I was it Romeo and Juliet? Oh, no. It definitely was Romeo and Juliet. I feel like there was there was definitely a trivia fact that was like, here are the books he had in his yeah, desk. Yeah, because it was like The Odyssey, Romeo and Juliet, oh, which is the, the love story. Yeah. Although it would have been better to be Pride and Prejudice because they're yeah. not a tragic 13 year old 14 year old love story exactly they're more of a, an elizabeth um, darcy yes. <laughs> definitely definitely yeah so it should be pride and prejudice that's that's it who he be. what he would go for yeah yeah and yeah i would say pride and prejudice probably mm -hmm. all of them but definitely pride and prejudice is like the most yeah i think he definitely yeah. would have that one at his desk yeah i i was thinking like what because you know it's very in that labyrinth way of like uh 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 uh, uh. god my words are not working today wizard of oz alice in wonderland mm -hmm. kind of this is kind of like one like of those fantastical kind of yeah it's almost like a coming of of age adventure mm -hmm. fantasy type which i think you know obviously was an influence on david lynch those kinds of movies so oh definitely yeah i would say he would like twin peaks probably definitely the original series mm -hmm. straight story i think he would really enjoy that movie definitely i don't know if he'd really get into the dark stuff he doesn't seem like he's like my life is dreary enough i don't need to take it further yeah. <laughs> i feel like he'd be way more into the first and second season of Twin Peaks and not into yes. the third season. No, that would be too, <laughs> uh, too avant-garde for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, he would love Cooper. He would want to be Cooper. Totally. What if, what if, <laughs> <laughs> what if Tom Hanks had been David Lynch? What was I thinking today? I was wondering about someone. I can't remember. Hmm. I was wondering about someone being a David Lynch actor. Oh, I I was thinking about Tim Curry for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they, I would say that they go together. They seem I was just, like they would be complimentary. Yeah, because I have been watching this documentary about it, the original mm -hmm. it with Tim Curry. And I was like, what if Tim Curry had been a David Lynch actor? And I was like, I don't know. Is Tim Curry? Because, you know, like Kyle MacLachlan and even Laura Dern, they just feel like very like down to earth type actors mm -hmm. which i don't know maybe tim curry is down to earth when you're like just talking to him normal yeah. but he plays such crazy characters but i feel like tim curry would be good in a david lynch <laughs> oh yeah definitely movie, especially from back then yeah i feel like he has this understanding of comedy and like this uh kind of taking it to like a different level than like just keeping it normal if that makes sense yeah. tim curry i feel like it could do an entire section on just tim curry and how he was influential to me as well as a <laughs> oh for sure i <laughs> mean he's been in so many movies that i loved <laughs> seriously was it he was in the um oh gosh what was it willow right no yes he wasn't no. in willow no what was the <laughs> other he was one? in he, where he played the devil right legend Maybe, oh legend. yes i think it was legend and i mean clue hello clue it <gasps> <laughs> it rocky horror like i mean you rocky know, horror such a Helmolish. formative <laughs> <laughs> such a formative time for a lot of people formative even Nelly, you know yeah exactly oh my god i haven't watched that in forever <laughs> me neither <sighs> i love tim curry okay <laughs> he's not in this too. movie though <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in a future one we'll cover it. <laughs> he is a cross between david lynch and jane austen just embodied <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> this is us justifying doing like. Clue. Yeah, we're just. <laughs> what is this podcast becoming? <laughs> it's you know things we like. That's what it. That's what matters to us. Influences <laughs> and how they influence everything in your life. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, well, that's all for Joe versus the volcano. I'm glad we covered it because I love it, Me and too. I'm glad I made you watch it. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) I was excited to watch it because I feel like I've heard other people talk about it too. But like I said, I might have said it off. I might have said it off the mic, but every time I saw like the back in the day, like the VHS or DVD cover for it at Blockbuster, I always thought it was Sleepless in Seattle because they're both (laughs) in that movie and like there's a moon and whatever. Uh But I was like, oh, no, now I know. (laughs) <laughs> what I don't whenever I see the cover wherever that will be Joe versus the volcano did it first <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and next week we are going to do something a lot more contemporary yes and something that definitely put me in the mind of David Lynch when I watched it even mm. though I wouldn't say that it's like Lynchian per se but it's definitely like a director with a singular vision is what mm. it felt like. Very beautiful to look at, but also crazy weird. <laughs> we are doing Mandy, which Ooh. is a horror movie with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean, hello. If the, if the tone of it wasn't David Lynch tie-in, I feel like Nicolas Cage could be a David Lynch tie-in. Yeah. I can't remember who the woman is in it, but I think it's someone that you like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to say, I looked at the IMDb earlier, wasn't it like, is it Andrea Riseborough? I think maybe it's the woman from the one who everyone wanted or who there was like a campaign for her to win. Yes. Um, the Oscar this year. Yes. Andrea Riseborough. I actually, I don't think I've seen her in anything. Oh. She was uh, in the new Matilda, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like summer is always a great time to do some horror. And, you yes. know, it's because there's more light. <laughs> I can, I can watch it without being scared. <laughs> well, I always love a good horror movie, so I'm excited to watch it because I've not seen this one. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do Jaws at some point this summer. Uh, I mean, hello. You're scariest. <laughs> That's the scariest to me because I do not like sharks. Yeah. It's such a good summer horror movie, too. Oh, I mean, it has it's nothing like... to do with Jane Austen or David Lynch, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, we could uh, do the six degrees and we'll find a way to get I back mean, to Steven it. I mean, Steven Spielberg <laughs> exactly. was kind of friends with David Lynch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> One degree. There we go. Yeah. yeah. But we still got to do that uh, other movie, but it's only on Showtime. I don't have that. Um, the the the, the Fleisch, Fletter, Fetterman, Fleischman, what is it called? Oh, f- uh, Fleischman something. I know you're is talking it, about. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, um, we'll do it later. With, uh, we'll figure it out. It's Claire D- Claire Danes, right? No, no, no. The one that Stephen Spielberg just did. I can't remember what it's called. It's like an F, the F. Oh, Fablemans. The Fablemans. Yes. <laughs> the F um, peoples. <laughs> do you have Paramount Plus? Yeah. Is it on there? Showtime, I think, just merged with them. And so you could get the Showtime one, but I could add it. You can add it. And I think it's the total is only like eleven ninety nine a month for both together. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's not bad. Well, you know, I might have to get rid of Netflix soon if they make me kick my sister off. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm every time I'm just like, I'll it. have some extra space in my pocketbook for exactly. <laughs> There's a lot Showtime. of good stuff on Showtime. That's true. There's a lot of stuff. I Anyways. just don't watch anything barely. <laughs> we have this podcast to keep me watching television. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, that's all for today. It's kind of yes. a freewheeling discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you know us by now. We go on tangents I, all the time. I didn't even look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's great, though. Tell. <laughs> it, it was like, I was like, I feel like you were reading notes. I couldn't even tell. I just know the movie so well. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's good. I could totally see how it's like a cult classic. Yeah. Is it a cult that's classic? Let's make it one. Sure. <laughs> Why not? If we're a cult, it's a cult classic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cult of uh, Maya and Christian. Yes. <laughs> the cult of, what are we called? You're not. You're a, mil- a millennial or a Zoomer? Oh, are you a between? I'm, like I'm a, 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 I'm a cuss. Zoomillennial? i'm a zillennial yeah i'm technically cusp gen z slash millennial okay well i'm a cusp gen x millennial so weird why is millennial not gen y (laughs) (laughs) i think tactically it is but it's um you know they had to come up with a name for everyone so millennial stuck you know what's also crazy is the Gen X millennial thing is called like a zen zennial or zennial, zennial? zennial. 
<laughs> because of the X makes the Z sound. Mm. And but a Zoomer millennial would also be like a Zanillial. <laughs> I can't say it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Zanillial. <laughs> so we're both the same, but like one with the Z and one with an X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Opposite. We're on opposite ends of the millennial divide. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good way to put it. You're at the beginning and I'm the end. The end of yes. millennials. <laughs> we both don't fit into proper categories. <laughs> no, no. It's a very odd coupling. <laughs> All right, well, tell us what you think we should watch next. We're definitely mm -hmm. open to any suggestions. Yes. And we are recording very close to when these episodes are coming out, so... Just let, know. Us know. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us know. Let us know. Definitely. But yes. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you can email us at Gmail using Manners Madness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at managedmanagedness.com. And it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, managedmanagedness.com as well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely any help is very much appreciated very much thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week good night bye <laughs>